in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. And welcome back to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. This is bonus coverage. Beep, 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 beep. Ta-da. <laughs> we need some kind of bonus coverage yeah. uh, sound effect. Maybe I can find one. Insert music here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. So we were uh, we're right in the middle of First uh, Samuel fifteen fourteen, and just to get you caught up, we've talked about what Samuel did, I mean, what Saul did. Yeah. Uh, when he was told to utterly destroy the Amalekites, right? And he didn't do that, and he saved the king. And they ended up doing some other things as well. They ended up bringing back all the best cattle. Yeah. And the best sheep and the best. They saved the best. Now, they utterly destroyed the other stuff. Right. If it wasn't the best, they they did kill it. Okay. So, yeah, it makes a very special point that he's keeping the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the question is why? Why did he do it? And it tells us, verse 12, he set up a monument to himself. Right. For Saul. Now, you know... (laughs) I have never set up a monument to myself in a public way like that. I think we all are guilty of setting up monuments for ourselves in our own personal lives. Oh, I did great on that little deal. You know, I, I made the made the cut on this this postal thing, whatever. But you know, setting a monument up for yourself—that's pretty bold. Well, well, but didn't you have a a wall of fame? I, <laughs> it's my one of my postmasters accused me of a wall of fame that. You know, every time that I got any kind of acclamation from the Postal Service when I was working, uh, it was always a plaque or it was always a certificate or something. So I I didn't know what to do with it. So I put it on my wall of fame. There you go. And then he walked in there and he said, "Uh, so uh, it's my I love me wall. Yeah. And I I thought, well, you know, I haven't thought of it that way. And they started coming down after that. You know, I have been in people's office where it's like a shrine. To oh, themselves. Yeah. You know, every accolade, every trophy, every award, every diploma, every degree, every certification mm-hmm. is just me, 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 me. I mean, ribbons going back from when they were five, and, you know, 4-H <laughs> camp, you know. <laughs> and and so we can build monuments to ourselves. It's very easy to do. Yeah. It's very easy. You know, speaking of ribbons, I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. When I was in eighth grade, I came in third place. Ooh. At the 800-yard run. Wow. Yeah, it's very impressive. So yeah. I came home, and I told my dad, I had the ribbon in my hand. Uh-huh. And I said, Dad, I came in third place in the 800-yard run. And Dad said, well, how many people were in it? I said, four. <laughs> <laughs> I beat one guy. <laughs> but, you know, it was time for me to build that monument to myself. Yeah, well, and he took the win away. And he took you the- know, <laughs> golly. So funny. So uh, funny. But yeah. you're right. We, we are so e- it's so easy for us to build a wall for our, a monument for ourselves. You know, I think that's why this, this verse, but, you know, really the whole chapter just kind of, it, it made them out rush for because I can see some components of Saul and myself. Mm -hmm. Because how many times do we rob 
from God to build something for ourselves. Oh, that happens all the time, I'm sure. Yeah, well, you know, here's some examples. You know, the, the church is is raising money for missions or it's got a special project and, and you've got some money tucked aside. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want to buy something or go somewhere or something you want to do. And the Holy Spirit says, you need to give some of that for this or, or even worse, give all of it. Mm-hmm. And we say, no, no, it's mine. <laughs> and that's the problem Saul's having here. He's seeing some good-looking sheep, great goats, oxen, you know, and it's like, they're, they're too pretty. They're too good. They're too valuable. They're too tasty mm-hmm. for me to destroy. I got to keep those. All right. and, and that's the problem we have sometimes with obedience is we understand what God wants. We don't understand the why God wants it, and we think, well, God's just being silly so common sense is stronger than what God says. Okay. And I think that's part of what Saul's struggling with here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also has a huge ego. Oh, a massive ego. A massive ego that, that led him to not only build the monument, but to when, when he came back and he talked to, um, uh, to Sa- uh, Samuel about this, he, he called him, I've got this for uh, your God. Yeah, well, before that... Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, well, uh, verse 13, I, I want to okay. point out because, you know, I think it shows the mindset of Saul because S- the Lord tells Samuel what, what's happened. So Samuel's not, or yeah, Samuel's not confused at all. Mm-hmm. So he gets up early, he goes and he confronts Saul. And so, he, uh, so the, even before Samuel says anything, Saul says, I did everything you told me to do. Mm-hmm. Well, excuse me, that's not true. Yeah, it wasn't even close. <laughs> but in his mind, I really think he believed that. Right. When Samuel reached when Samuel reached him, Saul said, The Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. No, he didn't. So how many times do we put our head on the pillow at night and say I have carried out the Lord's instructions. Oh yeah, I've done good. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to dislocate my shoulder, patting myself on the back. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, you know, was he lying? I mean, you know, we know he was lying to God. Was he lying to himself? Did he really, honestly think he did everything? Seven times the Lord said, "Annihilate everything." Mm-hmm. Did. It sure did. You know, I think we can convince ourselves of that sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I think we're guilty of yeah. I think I've 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 done I've done it. Yeah. And 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 Saul certainly thought that he had done. Maybe he just really convinced himself that he had done what the Lord had instructed him to do. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now we get to my verse, Duh, my, my favorite verse. And and so, do you want to read that for us once again? Sure. This is out of the NIV. It's it's verse fourteen of First Samuel. Chapter 15, verse 14, it says, But Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? Mm. That's the verse that's going on Mount Rushmore. Oh, it's already there. It is is carved in stone. It is carved in stone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like it because it's just classic sarcasm. It is. But also... You know, in one swift move, Samuel just knocked the hypocrisy 
out of Saul. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason I want this verse carved in my Mount Rushmore is because sometimes I need to invite God to knock the hypocrisy out of me. Oh, yeah, that's good. How You know, this is the same thing that Paul talks about in the New Testament about, you know, the, the dross, the, to, to burn away the rubble, that, that only the good things remain standing. Mm-hmm. And, and so this kind of question is, you know, what, what bleeding do I hear? What's, what's lowing and mooing and, you know, grazing off to my left hand shoulder that nobody sees? Mm-hmm. But I know it's there. God knows it's God there. knows it's there. And and so I'm lying to myself, I'm lying to him, and I keep this little thing. And and so I think we need to ask ourselves mm-hmm. what's what's bleeding, what's lowing in the background in our lives. Oh wow, that's really good. Yeah, do you see why it made, I see made why the... <laughs> you picked that now? There you go. Yeah. Because I have been you know, I've been bleeding all this time <laughs> about about this verse. But I do love what you just said about, you know, that Samuel points it out. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, Saul said, I've done what the Lord has instructed yeah. me to do. Yeah. And, and it, it's just like Samuel looks around and says, what is all this? Yeah. You know, well, you got sheep here, you got oxen here, you got all this stuff. You, you didn't utterly destroy the Amalekites like God instructed. Well, he doesn't say, I see them. No, he, hears he just them. hears them. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He yeah, just hears them. Yeah. Yeah. What is that I hear? That's even, yeah. that's even a better illustration. Right. Yeah. I'm not seeing it for myself, but I hear them. Yeah. Off in the distance. You know, it's like the guy hiding in the chicken house and going, buck, 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 what is them here but us chickens? You know, buck, buck, buck. you know, it's like it's not fooling anybody. No, no. But Saul really thinks he's got Samuel fooled. Mm. And, and you know, and maybe you can pull one over on the prophet Samuel, but you're not going to pull one over on God. No, and that there's a there's another lesson right there. Yeah, just to in and of itself, you're not going to hold anything out of God's sight. And that's the other reason it, it's it's on the wall for me. Okay, is because you know there's so many times we think, well, God don't know. Right. You know, God knows. He knows. He knows every. He knows every thought. Every our hair on our hairs. No, he knows everything. Yeah, and and so there's no hiding it from God. No, and you, so so the bleeding of the sheep is is really, you know, just I love the the that the fact that it's off in the distance. You're not, you're right. Yeah. He doesn't see them. No, he says, "What is that I hear?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because so you know, in my mind, as I see the story, Saul hid that stuff. You know, okay. he was hoping to get away with it. And so now he's confronted. You know, he was expecting, honestly, from Samuel, attaboy. I am so proud of you. Right. You did so good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Samuel wasn't going to cut him any slack. First off, God told Samuel, don't cut him any slack. God already told Samuel he's not going to be king anymore. This this is it. It's the last straw. Mm-hmm. But, you know... He, the other thing about this passage is is the next verse. You know, we we are so full of ourselves sometimes. We really think we pulled it over. We mm-hmm. we, we we did it. And so when when he's confronted with this, he says in the next verse in verse 15, he said, "Well, I I set these these aside because they're the best of the best and I was going to sacrifice these to the Lord." Mhm. No. 
No, we don't see any appearance of that at all from the previous verses. Not at all. He no. is just trying to stick a Band-Aid on this gushing wound mm-hmm. to, to make it sound very very scriptural and holy and pious. Right. And it's so bogus. It is totally bogus. And and, and like I mentioned earlier, it was in verse 15 that I, that I talked about it. Um, it says that um, in verse 15 there, it says, let's see, sacrifice to the Lord your God. Oh. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. This is the king of... Israel. Yeah. This is the one that God chose to lead his people, and now he is so caught up in himself yeah. that he says, oh, well, I brought all this stuff to sacrifice it to your God. Yeah. Not my God. No. We see who his God is. It's himself. Yeah. Uh, he's put, he put himself on that, that throne. So that's those two words stuck out at me yeah. when I read verse 15. That he's gone from because earlier he was very humble when he was uh, in the earlier chapters of, of First Samuel he talked about you know I'm just a Benjamite mm-hmm. the smallest tribe and you want me to be the king right so he was he was he had a sense of humility mm-hmm. um, at that time but when he came back with all of those bleeding yeah uh, and I like saying that word I do. Uh, ble- <laughs> <laughs> bleeding sheep and and, and the lowing of, of cattle. Uh, and he says, well, I, I brought that back to sacrifice it to mm. your God. Wow. Yeah. Completely forgot who put him where he was. You know, Jesus reminds us that we can only serve one master. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes self wants to sit on that throne, and and Jesus is standing by the, the chair and saying, that that's my spot. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You get out of my chair. Get out of my chair. <laughs> and and that's the problem Saul's having here. It's not his God. It's your God. It's it's not. I'm not going to do God's will. I'm going to do my will. And, and you know, so the Mount Rushmore appeal for this verse is all those reasons I said. Plus, it's a reminder to me of who gets to sit in the chair. It's it's God. It's not me. Okay, I am now going to go on this podcast. And officially apologize to you <laughs> for making so much fun of this verse because you did not tell me why you picked it before t- today. No, I did not. And and, uh, and and I when I was teasing you, I was trying to get that out of you. Why, okay, why did why did you pick that? Yeah. And, and and you never did tell me, but now I see. Okay, the reason you did, and it's an excellent verse. It belongs on your Mount Rushmore. Well, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love that. Well, you know, and, and let's let's be honest, too. I, I think, you know, hopefully, you know, for our listeners, they can send us their Mount Rushmore's. I think it chi- kind of shows the quirkiness of my personality. I like these Jeremiah 4.4 4 mm-hmm. and, and 1 Samuel 15.14. Uh, They're just kind of obscure out there. It's like, you know, left field, we call them. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I think... You know, there's an appeal to me, and it and it fits my personality. So, I, I think that's part of why we define why it's a Mount Rushmore verse. That's right. So please uh, send us your favorite Mount Rushmore verses from the Bible. If you were going to pick four, mm-hmm. what would they be? And we want to hear from you because we want to discuss that, talk about it. 
We want to know why you picked those verses, what the, why they mean so much to you. So we really would appreciate you uh, sending those to us. But we are now out of time once again. Ah, how does it happen so quick? It is just flying by. So again, thanks so much for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. And I'm Peter Searson. And thanks for listening, and God bless. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and be sure and tell a friend.